No, Mr. Moltz, I expect you to die. Die another day. Yeah, I just want a James Bond movie where all of the villains' lines are just like other James Bond movie titles. Ah. You scared the living daylights out of me over there. <laughs> what is that? Some sort of license to kill? John's got to start his Apollo 11 process. But don't you know that process. tomorrow never dies, Mr. Bond? <laughs> I'm going to get a little harder if you're just like, oh, is that a golden eye? Damn it. <laughs> I told myself I'd never say never again. I've been trying to, I've been racking my brain for the last three minutes to come up with an octopusy thing, but I can't. Ah, <laughs> oh, you've received this postcard Seems from like Russia. Seems like that would be easy. We love. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm ready to go if you're ready. Oh man, I thought that was the show. my uh <laughs> that's the show. Are we doing the show already? Uh I don't know. My chiropractor gets a little handsy and I said, "Doctor, no." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what they call a guy who cleans up all the leaves on our only satellite, a moonraker. Oh my god. It's just a long way to go. It's a long way to go that was for moonraker. <laughs> well, you know what I say, Dan, live and let die. <sighs> Uh, so I have a question, which is, John, Jason, how do you feel about letting Amazon delivery people into your house <laughs> while you're not home? <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> I somehow that was almost impossible to you predict. You expected that, right? <laughs> Does the policy say, not a surprise. like, you must not have a dog? <laughs> I, they, really, I mean, that's that's part of it, right? right? I mean, specific- the do- the, our dog attacked the mailman. Well, sort of like tried to attack the mailman. <laughs> yeah, reel that one back in for your it lawyer. Depends on whose <laughs> depends on whose story you listen to. The mailman's or the dogs. <laughs> well, they they mentioned in one of the stories I wrote that they they instruct the delivery people to open the door as little as possible. So all the screenshots are hilarious because they're people like there's one of like a woman like right. kneeling down, like slipping the the box in through the smallest possible <laughs> opening in the door. And I just feel like everybody loses in this scenario. They're charming elves, is what they are. No, that's next year. Next year, they're, they actually they're going to they're the employ nothing but charming elves. I mean, I don't know. The, to me, the the use case for this is I feel like I mean, there are people I think who could probably legitimately benefit from the service. And certainly, if you've ever had to sign for a package and then like yeah. you get the little thing on your door and you have to go to the like FedEx office and it's it's a pain. So I can understand the rationale behind it but i think a lot of people are going to have trouble getting past the idea of letting someone into their house yeah who do you trust less your amazon delivery person or somebody who is going who may randomly walk past your home and see a package (laughs) on the front stoop i'm not sure well they're both down there pretty low but the yeah someone was pointing out that like if somebody steals a package off your stoop, bummer, you can get that package replaced. If someone gets in your house and takes everything in your house, that's definitely worse. Or worse. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i assuming there's going to be some vetting of these. They're not just going to use those um, on-track delivery people. Well, I, Amazon's right? just building... It's, it's, in, it's only in cities where Amazon has its own delivery service. So there'll be Amazon employees, presumably. So but like Jeff Bezos hourly, himself. Jeff Bezos delivers every package. Um, yeah. So, you know, there is and, you know, the idea, at least that it's tied into the camera, in theory, provides some degree of accountability, right? Like both because you can check in while people are delivering things and because presumably the delivery people know that they will be on camera. But that 
you know, certainly hasn't stopped people from robbing banks. So maybe, yeah, maybe or, or sh- <laughs> you know, not to <laughs> derail this whole thing, but police cameras. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, the other angle of this, which is a little interesting, is, of course, Amazon getting into the, the market of having its own smart camera. Like, and that doesn't surprise me because they kind of played around with both the look and the show have cameras built in. But this is really a security camera with a cloud back in. Um, and that seems like I can understand why they want to be in that business. Uh, but it, the idea of having, you know, applying machine learning to a bunch of stuff that's being collected by Amazon uh, so that they can, in theory, be able to detect things like people or your pets also seems to me to like offer an opportunity for them to do a lot of data mining about stuff in your house. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Jason, you have a, you have a connected what you, camera. What do you think I think, Dan? <laughs> I do. Is it, is it, it's a point. He's not allowed to say anymore. Is that what it is? Outward. Uh, I mean, I don't like having the camera on when I'm not there. And uh, the one camera I have is in the Echo Show, and that one's like looking at the kitchen, mm-hmm. so I kind of don't care. But um, and I've got a couple cameras outside that right. are like security cameras outside, which I don't, you know, uh, they're more there. So if something weird happens, I can look at the at the video evidence afterward to see, you know, get, <laughs> who are those kids who were on my lawn? <laughs> who murdered? Who murdered me? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I wear um, a, a medic alert tag, but all it says is my murderer can be found at canary.io. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, Amazon Continue. likes to try a lot of different things these days, it seems like. And this just seems like the latest in a long line of, well, maybe this will be something people are interested in. Why don't they start uh, yeah, marketing I mean, I doors? So. I mean, I, in, it, again, yeah, like you described. I mean, I know the lot, I know a lot of people have had packages stolen off there. Like particularly, I think people who live in apartments are more maybe more frequent so, to have so this happen. A good friend of mine who used to live around the corner has since moved up uh, about forty five minutes from here was convinced when he moved to his new house that somebody was stealing things off his porch. Uh, like his packages when they arrived and so he's like i he's not a very tech savvy guy and so he's asking me for opinions on like security cameras I'm like all right well here's a few things and you know he read them and so he bought a camera and he he set it up and he was convinced he was going to catch this is his personality he's very much convinced he was going to be like a vigilante hero and catch this person <laughs> and you know so he orders a package and he waits and he like checks the recording and he, what he's realizes eventually is that uh, he was still having all his packages delivered to his old address. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that didn't go exactly as he planned. Only, well, yeah, but it sol- it did solve the problem. It did, yeah, right? I it, guess. He figured out what was going on. The only thing my security cameras have seen, um, I think I saw a raccoon once. <laughs> Taking your Amazon package? Uh, there are spiders. Mm-hmm. And um, there was like a punk candidate in the neighborhood who ran up to our door and knocked on it and then ran away. Ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good use case there for having a camera. Oh, I, I, I identified the kid and then I, I took a little walk and I, I, I actually kind of threatened him a little bit. I was like, I saw you. Don't do it again. <laughs> Did you walk up to his door, like, knock about? and run away? <laughs> yeah, that's what you should do. I said, next time I'm going to knock on your door. <laughs> And I'm going to shout something at your parents and run away. I know what you're, I know where you live because we're neighbors. Yeah, it's literally you're standing in front of your yeah. house right now. You've given everything away. <laughs> um, 
We used to do that as kids. Did you ring? You ring people's doorbells and run away? Yeah, door, doorbell ringing. That was a big thing. When he I was denied kid. everything, and and his that's what his, his lies were the do. were the worst. They're like, oh no, mm. that's that, that's our friend's house. I said, who's your friend? I don't know who you are, kid. It's like, uh, uh, the, <laughs> yeah. Just uh, let this be a lesson to you. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's what also, interestingly enough, that is also what Batman does. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He, like, knocks on the Riddler's door, and he's like, I know where you live. <laughs> um, did you see there was a... So the story going on this morning was in Bloomberg about the iPhone X, uh, Apple possibly relaxing its standards for uh, yeah. suppliers and uh, of, of parts of the Face ID camera, essentially. And it was kind of a weird story because they mentioned like, okay, they had to like loosen their standards so they could produce enough of these, you know, units, but they never really explained anything about what that meant. Like what, what's the effect of this? What does it really mean if they did change their standards in some way to allow for higher production of units? Because they kind of make this weird connection between like, there's a there's a weird paragraph where they say they they loosen this and then the next one they say but like it should still be better than touch id which has a like one in every 50,000 like chance of somebody being able to open it and it's like that I don't think that one necessarily follows from the other at no. all. That doesn't seem to make any sense to me. Um and Apple has since issued a statement saying that they did not in any way like degrade the face id camera but and they called Bloomberg's story completely false. But it was, I mean, on the other hand, it was a pretty detailed story. They certainly talked to a supplier, and it seemed like maybe it was one supplier taking pot shots at another supplier, because they have multiple suppliers for the same parts. Um, mm. But you would think that, I mean, Bloomberg, you would assume that they checked a little deeper on that than to just sort of take one supplier and go with it. What I've learned from Blo- about Bloomberg since um, watching Mark Gurman go there is Bloomberg is a, you know, they're a good news organization. They do a lot of good reporting. But there seems to be this desire for narrative building, and sometimes they take leaps with the narrative that they probably shouldn't. And just knowing what little I know about this story, it sounds like they had a bellyaching supplier who was like, but they told me to to adhere to this standard, and now my competitor is getting away with with this other standard. And it may not matter for whatever this is, IR dot, beams or whatever the the part is it may really not matter at all and they're just cranky about it but then the next step is the narrative building where you're like and apple said that it was it was more reliable but does this mean that it's not which is right. a very kind of like tv news kind mm-hmm. of kind of leap sure. but they 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 make those now sometimes right, yeah. so it's Bloomberg. like it's like this this is now less this is now less reliable therefore you know pretty much anybody's face can open your phone now yeah. i think yeah. it's not, the, fir- it's not the first time yeah. it's, they've been they've done this they've done this before i mean i was actually looking at this earlier today um back in 2013 it was something it was a similar um i'm trying to remember the guy's name um it's another writer at Bloomberg. Not it's not German. Um, it's but it's a guy who's been there for a while. Um, anyway, he there was a some story about the uh, iPad, and they basically took the word of somebody, some supplier, like one supplier, and went off on um, saying something about uh, I think it was about demand dip or something like that, um, which didn't you know back then didn't turn out to be the case. I mean, since since then, obviously, I've had demand has has gone down, but uh, at that point, it wasn't. It wasn't an issue. Yeah, I mean, I, all of this is is structured around this narrative idea that there's going to be, you know, the iPhone 10 is going to be in scarce supply, which I think is probably true, but we don't know exactly 
what that means uh, as far as uh, you know a few unit like apple selling you know tens of millions of phones in a quarter does this mean that they sell half as much does it mean they sell a quarter as much does it mean they sell 75 percent as much and i think everybody's trying to suss this out ahead of the launch and figure out like just how short supply is it really going to be uh, and this seems like you know bloomberg's attempt to find some evidence to back up this story that the supply is going to be constrained which we already know and this doesn't really add much into it yeah um it's a great mystery right i I mean theoretically they're going to sell as many as they make but what is that number and i i cannot i mean i would not be surprised if iphone 10s are constrained through like june (laughs) like (laughs) would not be surprised good luck dan thanks (laughs) That's going to be an exciting attempt. The people who order at 4 a.m. will get theirs in May. (laughs) Oh, man. What about my SE2? (laughs) Your SE2. I will will also get my SE2 in May. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, you know, I'm looking at buying a 10, but I took my mom into the Apple store the other day because she's looking at upgrading her iPad. And while we were there, we, you know, she's talking about her phone. She has an iPhone 5S. And I was like, oh, it's getting a little slow. I was like, well... Uh, we get you a new phone, and she's like, "Ah, uh, do they have one that's like like, like the one I have?" It's like, as a matter of fact, <laughs> they do. They have the John Moltz phone. Yes, that's what they called it. There was a little uh, plaque <laughs> next to it. In the store. That's what it stands for. It's signature edition, and then they just they don't put John Moltz signature edition. Well, no, um, nobody would buy that because nobody <laughs> would buy terrible. it. <laughs> um. Well, let's take. So I yeah I don't I mean I, this seems like a lot of brouhaha about very little yeah i well there's certainly if there's i may certainly use that, no that term you may not it's okay. denied. <laughs> how much fair. brew how much brew is there really there's definitely some haha though there's a lot of haha <laughs> very little <laughs> uh you know That's where the term what, comes from you know it doesn't generate a lot of brouhaha and that is hiring the best talent that you can find it's true. Are Dan, are you lexing us right now? I'm are you are you going to totally zip lexed. our recruiting? He just lexed. I am going to zip some There's going to be and there might be another one. Well, let, <laughs> so, let me ask you. So buckle up. What if hiring could be easier because it's it's kind of a pain right now to to sort through all of those candidates and find the right person for your job, but even when you're busy, you could still be smart about the way you hire with ZipRecruiter, which lets you post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. So you can rest easy knowing your job is being seen by the right candidates. ZipRecruiter puts its smart matching technology to work, actively notifying qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting so you get the best possible matches. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. There's an easy-to-use dashboard that lets you manage your hiring process from start to finish. It's all in one place. Uh, ZipRecruiter's different because unlike other hiring sites, they don't depend on the right candidates finding you. It finds them for you. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. So find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash rebound. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash rebound. One more time to try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash rebound. Thanks, ZipRecruiter, for sponsoring the rebound. The Amazon recruiter just lets the guy who's your new employee into your house. (laughs) He's already hired. Yeah, they've already hired you. They let him in. 
Yeah. Uh, you can see on the camera that he's doing whatever you want to do, typing, creating TPS reports. Yeah. It's convenient. Did you ever see Lost Highway? <laughs> <laughs> Have we met before? I've been to your house. As a matter of fact, I'm at your house right now. <laughs> Amazon let me in. <laughs> that, oh, that, definitely yeah. the creepiest Amazon product placement <laughs> from 20 years ago. Right. They're the world's biggest bookstore, but it's going to, I think, I, I'm going places. I think they're going to be big. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Uh, I think they'll stick to books. You know, let's go out on a limb there. Um, so people, they're, speaking of brouhaha's. There might be... Hmm. Is that bruise ha-ha, Dan? Only if you're drinking a delicious... <laughs> another sponsor. Yeah, it's and, a little early in the afternoon for me. Um, is over uh, Apple... Apple. What Apple is going to have on its streaming service? What oh, kind man. of content? Oh, oh, yeah. We've been talking about this. Uh, which is to say, if you were expecting <laughs> some racy Westworld Game of Thrones content... Which I was. Which you should have been. <laughs> really? Then you're at, you're going to be out of luck on the Apple streaming service because Tim Cook wants it to be clean enough to show in an Apple store on that big screen. Yeah, clean enough to eat off of. <laughs> I, does anyone believe that Tim Cook's mother's floor is not clean enough to eat off of? Because I think that's probably true. <laughs> Did the Sony executives know this when they took the job? Because it is it is an interesting thing in a world where TV is really pushing boundaries. That Apple is basically saying if it's above. It sounds like above like network TV level of content, they're not going to be interested in it. Yeah, because they're mentioning not only... I mean, I'm not surprised at all that they would want to, especially in terms of like nudity and sexual content. That doesn't surprise me at all. That's always been... They've always been a little bit on the... I don't want to say prudish side, but like they've been on the conservative side yeah. where that is. Yeah. The violence aspect, which is like... That's, I think, certainly a lot harder to get around because even network shows have large amounts of violence these days. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Their their Disney is showing, right? I think, I think, right. That, their inner <laughs> Disney is being channeled here. There's a reason that they, you know, not only do they share so much DNA with Pixar, but that they use Pixar so often as their like demonstration because, like, it is one of the. Not only is it like wholesome and um you know something that's unobjectionable but it's also like the best example of that right like it's the best content although abc aired american crime right i mean it's not even disney produces things that are right. kind of edgy but it's network tv edgy and not cable tv edgy and i guess that's where and where it doesn't Apple necessarily have the disney label on it either right like there's yeah. one thing if you slap yeah. the disney like yeah, but it's on abc right sure I mean, but so well, I, I think the average person probably doesn't even make that connection right. so you you think apple no. thinks their brand their brand identity is not even just like uh like abc kind of disney but it's like di literally I disney think it's like literally disney disney wow. like not necessarily just animated but like i think there is an an option like you know i think they'll verge a little wider than that but like imagine if you're creating a show and you're going to slap the apple logo on it like that to me says something very specific about the kind of thing you're producing right world's greatest murders apple presents <laughs> not gonna go over well faces of death of apple <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I hope it's not Disney Disney. I mean, ABC Disney would be would be more what I would expect. Um, it doesn't seem. I mean, it gets. Oh God. But how does that mesh with like the, the idea? The stuff that they produced so far has been. So I guess this is like a big. This is a big. Yeah, Jason, you were saying this on Twitter a few days ago. But like, this is a big turn for them, right? 
Yeah, I mean, Carpool Karaoke and Planet of the Apps are like sweep it away, right? Those that's before they hired yeah. Uh, yeah. Zach Van Amberg and Jamie Ehrlich from uh, from Sony, and then they've since hired a WGN executive, and they just picked that's up another on Channel Four in the UK. Oh, interesting! And they they just picked up another another um, big TV executive too, and put them in charge of like uh create creative like u.s content and they've got an international content i mean they're building this pretty serious organization that was behind all sorts of um of impressive shows at sony so um obviously those guys are gonna are gonna they have relationships and they're gonna have uh good deals with talent but there is gonna be that moment where like if they talk to um you know somebody like uh vince gilligan who did breaking bad um, you know, you can't do Breaking Bad. You can do Breaking right? Bad, but can you do it with cartoons? Which and is no not <laughs> like <laughs> well. See, that's the thing though. You can make you can make good shows that are not. I mean, a good show does not have to have like New rape day. and other kinds of violence yeah. in it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, and I was th- I was thinking of something like Lost, which was a very expensive, slickly produced show that that was still you know network arable and it wasn't a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, but but what you're going to get though is some creators who are going to take umbrage to the idea that they have to do that because cable and yeah. Netflix will let them do whatever the hell they want. Because right. this this report literally is suggesting that the level of content in Marvel comics shows on Netflix is too adult. Yeah, and so I, I have a yeah. trouble, a little trouble reconciling that because, you know, we had this story, what, like a couple months ago now that they were bidding on the Bond franchises, and it's like, well, you gotta, it's a harder time, you, you have to decide what you're doing here because you can't have, I mean, the Bond franchises are full of violence and sex. Yeah, but they're less, it's less graphic, it's less graphic sure, than, but the like a mar- than, the, than the Marvel Netflix shows. And this may be overstated, right? I mean, this report, yeah. shocker, a report may be somewhat overstated. <laughs> it could it could be that what they're really saying, and, and these, these things are going to continue to leak because Hollywood's going to leak it, even if Apple doesn't want to leak. Right. The, the creative people they're talking to are going to, are going to tell Variety or <laughs> the supply, the supply or chain. <laughs> yeah, they are the Hollywood <laughs> supply chain. But, um, you know, I, it may be overstated what the, that what they're really saying is we're not going to do HBO levels. Like, may, yeah. maybe we will do... Uh, some levels of cable, or they they may say, you know, we're not going to do TVMA, but they may, uh, they may have their standards may be not quite as strict as we're envisioning them yeah. being. I I don't think they will be. I, I think you're right that network and maybe some cable and and some of it's just going to be the brand and the identity they want to put forward, right? Like. I watched a bunch of the USA shows back in like the early 2000s, which were on cable, but were all very designed to be uh, more, you know, in those cases, lighthearted shows that did not feature lots of violence. They were very character driven, etc. Like you you can decide uh, we want to project this kind of look and go with that. Mm -hmm. Characters welcome, Dan. Yes, I... (laughs) Uh, and Sci-Fi Channel is a good example of that too, where they 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 have they they push the content to some degree, but beyond a certain point, they're not willing to the point where even when the shows like The Magicians shoot with the bad words left in, um, they don't they 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 dip them out, they take them out for air. They're ironically. You, if you want, oh, the is that F- right? Yeah, 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 I've never yeah. seen it. I've never seen it on air. Yeah, ironically, if you buy The Magicians on iTunes, right. you get the F word. Yeah, yeah. Thing, the, yeah, right. The right. Expanse too. I feel like they do the same thing. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, 
Um, but those just, are those are good shows that are at a cable <laughs> level, right? And so if, if that's what Apple's talking about, <laughs> that one guy got beheaded. <laughs> yeah, but but the, the, what was, we worry about that was is pretty that, violent. <laughs> is that Apple Video is going to be like the wonderful world of Disney, right? right? That it's I, all going to yes. be just kids I, shows. I don't and, think that's right. true. And Family I, Fair and and, and yeah. nondescript sitcoms. That I think might they want to be on CBS, but. I th- <laughs> I think they're going to try to walk a line there, and it's going to be interesting to see what that looks like because there is, I mean, the the bar has changed a lot for TV in recent years. Yeah, and I I feel I mean, and I feel like this is a I hope that this is a good thing actually because um, at least as it fits into the larger, I would not want this on every channel, you know, every provider. But um, I watch I I mean I I like Westworld. I like. Game of Thrones. I've seen all you know, all of it to date, um, and but I burn out on a lot of that stuff after a while. Like just like, ugh. I mean, I kind of get like exhausted. Like something that's a little bit less severe. Um, I feel like, uh, and and something that I that I can watch with my kid too. It's like a good new show that I can watch with my kid. And I feel like a lot of the really good shows that are new are um, hyper violent, hyper sexual. I mean, that's what makes them good, right? No, I'm <laughs> I don't think it has to be that way. John, would you uh, would you like to tell us about one of our other? Oh, I see. Oh, you today? took you took my Lex away. Okay, you want you want to Lex? But I would love to. I would love to because the most successful business owners I know are people who enjoy what they're doing. People like. The people in this podcast. Whatever their thing is, they love it. But here's what they don't love. When they have to stop doing what makes them money to handle something that doesn't. Especially when it comes to email. And that's one reason why AppRiver shines. AppRiver keeps your inbox free from spam and viruses. So you don't have to worry about all that junk cluttering up your day. If you're running your own email servers, protect them with AppRiver. And if you're tired of that headache, just sign up for Hosted Exchange or Office 365 and get your email from the cloud. Here's the best part. You can call AppRiver anytime, night or day, and you'll talk to a real live U.S.-based company employee, somebody who's trained to take care of your issue and lets you get back to doing what you love. So what are you going to do? You're going to visit AppRiver.com rebound, as in the name of this show, and try any other services free for 30 days. That's AppRiver, A-P-P-R-I-V-E-R dot com slash rebound. Excellent. Um, I saw that Apple supposedly bought a New Zealand company uh, that does wireless mm-hmm. charging, uh, which is kind of, you know, we've talked about some of this before in terms of, you know, the current state of wireless charging, which is not very wireless. Uh, it's a little unclear what exactly these guys bring, but it sounds like they have really, their tech has really high power density. And I think, you know, can potentially charge a lot faster, but it's, and it's an, and it's an aqua hire, right? I mean, they're getting, they're getting a team of people who know how to do wireless charging. Right. That's what they do. Yeah. That's how, that's all they do. Put them them on, put them on air power too. (laughs) That's why they have not acquired me. You go to their office and you just lay down on a pad and, and you feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes they need that midday recharge. Yeah. Yeah. They pour a coffee in you. That's just. 
It's always kind of funny to me, though, that, that after, when they buy something, like, right after they ship a wireless charging product. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. We should have bought these guys, like, people. a year ago. They might have actually said, like, okay, we got a deal, but we're just going to keep it on the down low until uh, September, okay? Just, like, don't... Also true. Mm, because otherwise, it's, like, totally the jig is up, right? Why is Apple interested yeah, in a yeah, wireless yeah. charging company? Right, right. Um, Jason, you have an 8, right? I do. Have you wirelessly charged it? I have. Is it everything that it's meant to be? It is. Okay, so, I mean, I've talked about this on some other podcasts, but Apple, with the reviewers, uh, review units for the iPhone 8, they, they gave everybody one of two, I think Belkin, and I forget what the other one is. Maybe but Mophie, that was the other Yeah, maybe the so. And it's like a plastic puck, mm-hmm. and you plug it into the wall. It doesn't even, it's not even USB. you got to plug it into the wall. Mm. It's an AC plug. And... And it's like uh, I don't know, half an inch tall. It's like a it's a puck. It's not like a, a flat thing that that like a pad. It's a it's a it's a plastic circle. And then if you want to charge, you gotta you gotta put your phone right on the plastic circle. And if it's off a little bit, sometimes it won't charge. If the phone vibrates, um, it can vibrate off the puck. <laughs> um, and I realized Design. it's how it works. Well, I, and I, re- I realized, you know, that it, it totally works, but like I was spending as much brain power and time trying to get precise in landing my phone on the, uh, what I've been saying is it's like a helipad, like trying to land the helicopter down on the pad. Right. Do you make the, you're like, here comes the helicopter. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you know, I do. And, uh, and he plays suicide as painless. Yeah, exactly. Right. Incoming, incoming, mm-hmm. attentional personnel, incoming iPhone. <laughs> and then, um, I could just plug it in. <laughs> like that's 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 the thing. So I um something like the uh air power pad or some of these other like power mat kind of things where the idea is that you get like a a, a pad that's a much larger surface and you lay it on a surface and then it's you know you can have your papers among your charging items and they all kind of like live better together. That intrigues me, the idea that because um, my wife has a, an iPhone 8 now, too, and I thought, like, oh, well, if they make something like that that's more like a, a, a pad that's just totally nondescript and just lays on our counter, then maybe we would use that all the time. But the plastic circle, at least the way that I use my phone, um, I... I have no, it, it doesn't seem to benefit me more than plugging it in. I get that there are probably certain places where people would be like, oh, this is so much more convenient to do this way. I don't have a place like that in my house. I, I might as well just plug it in at that point. Yeah, I mean, that seems like what they're going for with the air power. Like, and it yeah. seems like really they could not deliver that for whatever reason they couldn't deliver that at the same time, in part because it doesn't work. Sounds with, like the cheese standard, the cheese standard. has yeah. some issues with some of the stuff they want to do. Yeah. And the, the air power, uh, you, you know, we're all just parsing words on their website right now for that product. Cause that, that product <laughs> at first I heard cheese exist. standard, <laughs> the cheese standard <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, what the hell are they John, talking about? John, I have bad news for you. The cheese standards <laughs> full of holes, <laughs> yeah. um, but it's, oh. it's standard. It's as a standard. It's really good. <laughs> it's, it's government grade cheese standard. Well, you got to kick in a little cheddar and then they take care of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, so the air power does like if you parse the page, it seems like they can uh, charge three devices at once, mm-hmm. uh, which you know it could be uh, your your AirPods and your phone and your Apple Watch. But could be if, two, if it's two three phones. iPhones, yeah. that would be awesome, right? That that's a much more interesting product t- to me. That it's a pad you lay down, you know, wherever there, you park your uh, your phones currently to charge them, and you just there, lay them. There down. are other versions. Like I have this, I have this stump stand which I've had for a long time, which I really like for my mm-hmm. iphone and i was like if there was something like this where i could just take it and like put my phone on it like, yeah so apparently great. those are the ones when i talk to people from the android side that's what they tell me is what you really want is one of these stands 
that's got a, like an angle mm-hmm. and you lay your phone on it and some of them mm-hmm. are like almost like an easel the like palm, you just kind of palm pre had a stand palm pre had like a stand this. exactly like the stump that yeah. you that you use and that that was there with I their had one when i had the review unit mm-hmm. for that and that you know that was yeah. 10 years that's ago. a that's a kind of a better approach or like ergonomically yeah. and it's less likely to to vibrate off the right. pad I would, I would keep something like that on my desk for those occasions where it's like oh i'm at my desk but like hey i might as well be charging my phone while i'm sitting here and but i don't have to again put it down on like a you know, a puck or something. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they obviously they're investing a lot of time and energy into the wireless charging thing between the eight and the ten, and between and the air power. And so it seems like they believe that there is something in this standard or in this technology that's going to improve things down the road. It's just not ready yet. But between that and then there's the um, was it? We talked about this briefly, I think, before. I think something called like Pi or something that actually is set up to do charging from like i think it's like up to a foot away from like this tower essentially um but it uses it's based on the cheese standard but again i don't think doesn't quite conform to what they have right now but the idea being it's truly wireless within a certain area do not step in between them though. <laughs> <laughs> as, as though standing between a couple obelisks you'll make your hair stand mm-hmm. on end yeah but yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know it's it's a if 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 by building it in now the 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 base station technology improves over the next few years and all this existing stuff is sort of backward compatible that's cool like but i i really want them to be much more surface integrated i think in most cases because i mean if if other families are like ours we have the place where all the phones get plugged in yeah and if that was a pad that everybody laid their phones on then great but uh right now you know, yeah. it, it's not as I, compelling. I got to believe that it is, you know, it is future proofing to a certain extent because they're so frugal with the amount of space in the phone and things that take up space. They would not do it. The wireless charging coils are not small. They right. They have a lot of room inside an iPhone. You're not going to devote that much space to something that you're like, nah, maybe this will catch on. <laughs> Unless the touch yeah. bar, but you know. <laughs> Fair. I was going to say touche, but. <laughs> The touche bar, <laughs> literally. Yeah. The touche bar. Mm-hmm. The touche pa. Um, oh, anything else going on in the last few days that we didn't talk about? There was, something, was there something last week that we didn't cover? <laughs> Do like we maybe. cover Scoble? <laughs> uh, we did Somebody not. should. We should. You want to talk about No, we I can mean, talk like, about literally Scoble. just cover that man <laughs> so we never have to look at him again. <laughs> uh, put a, put a he's he's kind of covering him. himself in, like, crap. Yeah. yeah it makes, it makes the, him with the Google Glass in the shower seem just that much more creepy now. It, yeah, it, no it, kidding. It never seemed great, but now it seems <laughs> way worse. No. Um, yeah. Also... So, yeah. pro tip when your lawyer tells you not to make a statement, maybe right. listen to your lawyer. So, he was mm. he has been accused now by multiple women of um sexual assault. Yeah. Am I am sexual I okay assault and or sexual harassment? Yeah, yeah. sexual okay. harassment. Take sexual, pick. Yeah. One of those, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um and then at, at, like last week or like a few days ago anyway, he had apologized on Facebook and then today came out with um what can best be described as a, a rant and or screed against the advice of his legal counsel. Oh That's <laughs> yeah. sort of an unpolicy. That basically, yeah, well, in yeah that unapologizes sort of and, and says, to uh, you know, a lot of the things, a lot of things said about me were not, you know, a lot of these things are, are not true. Or, or um, he tried to like, he, t- I mean, I, I, I wrote about this. I posted a quick thing on Twitter, but I said, it, I think essentially he's trying to turn this into a, he said, she said game because he thinks he will win right. because he's a white guy. And, right. uh, 
I, you know, that's a strategy, but I think it's, you know, when he, it seems pretty clear he, that he's done he needs to read the room. stuff. Yeah. He needs to read the room. That is well, apparently it clearly has a problem with that today. Yeah, yeah, this is true. Yeah. So I, I mean, I have no reason to, I, I have no reason not to believe all the allegations that have been leveled at him so far. Cause there've been a lot there been a where lot there's them, smoke, yeah. there's fire. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I think, I hope, I think his, he should be done in this industry and he doesn't and in a the, lot of cases he doesn't he doesn't um disagree with the facts of the events but he disagrees with i mean he tries to make himself out as the victim and instead of yeah that's a <sighs> not a good look yeah uh he also at one point i skimmed this post but at one point he like tries to like pitch his like new endeavor on there too and it's like uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think this is i don't think this is how you want to do that i don't know that maybe he's crazy <laughs> like a fox dan maybe he's thinking hey you know you know where uh sexism no is such good se- thing as bad publicity sexism and awful people are rampant it's in venture capital in silicon valley so i'm like perfectly aligned for them right now they they they'll support me when no one else will because they are just as awful as i am he's maybe that's what he's in. thinking yeah, he's crazy like a fox. Oh man! Well, like a terrible, harassing, terrible, sexist terrible. fox. Oh, uh, uh, well, good riddance. I'm sure we haven't seen the end of him, unfortunately. But oh, I just uh, noticed that five bloggers liked his post. Oh, that's a great way to put yourself. Uh, really, I mean, that makes it a lot easier for the rest of us. Note to blogging service: right, right, need, right, really. need to get the Facebook like emoji thing where you can put the horrified face. Oh, yeah. My God. yeah. Also, if you are liking that blog post, you've probably just you've probably just tanked yourself. Too. You just, so just log just beware. off. Yeah, just delete log your account. off and walk away from everything. Um, gosh, do I not want to end on that note? <laughs> Is there anything else? Is there anything, anything? else that lets us avoid? Oh, I got a great one. Uh, <laughs> in what will come as a no surprise to anybody, the uh, FBI and other parts of the U.S. government are once again beating the encryption drum. Oh. There, mm. there, it was apparently a presentation that uh, featured them referring to uh, warrant-free encryption, or I think that's warrant... Yeah, the um, right. it was who was it? Somebody gave a long talk. Was the deputy AG or the, the acting AG Rosen's? I can't remember. It, oh no, that's what it was. It's, it's it's the guy in the Justice Department who who's actually the guy who is running the Russia investigation. The, the Russia investigation over the Independent Council because of the Session recusals. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he was talking about it and he talked about about the the scourge of warrant free encryption, which is basically encryption without a back door mm-hmm. that that courts can open up. And uh, and now he's starting to re- use a term that has been around for a while, but it's back. And this is the chilling part: is the it's responsible encryption. Oh yeah, and responsible <laughs> encryption is that the government holds the keys. <laughs> Yeah. And anybody else who can basically get those no keys encryption is, is basically yeah, it's no encryption is what or it is. Sh- it's shitty, <laughs> shitty encryption. Yeah, but then now, now this podcast can't be on Apple Video. John, good job. <laughs> Dan's um, gonna bleep that. Okay, no, I'm not. <laughs> so, so that that's just it's just one. It, they're always gonna come back with this, and and the killer is that in these speeches, these people basically say stuff like, "Oh well, with all the geniuses in Silicon Valley, I'm sure they can figure out a way to make this perfect." And the answer is no, dude. It's math. They can't. Yeah, right. It is. It is. It is damning to read these because the way they are very carefully constructed to be laid out in a way that seems like 
isn't this reasonable? This is reasonable, isn't it? And if you're talking to anybody who is a layperson, you would think very much like, oh, yeah, sure, we should have the ability in, like, Yeah, police cases. should be able to read the secret yeah, messages absolutely. of terrorists. Why not? And, uh, yeah, up until the point where, yes, it runs right into the cold hard reality of math in that it is basically impossible to build a system. And moreover, you know, the, if you want to trust the government with the keys to your encryption, keep in mind that... There are a number of stories in the past several months that involve people using tools stolen from the NSA. Yes. So if the NSA can't keep its own tools safe from people who want to misuse them, why would you trust them with the keys to all of your data? That seems just insane. So, yeah, while we're at it, I feel like maybe the government, rather than us each having keys to our own house, let's just have the government hold all our keys yeah, and or Amazon. We, when we need them, you must have Amazon hold right. all of our keys. That's right. If if you are want to send a secret message, um, Amazon will let a guy into your house. <laughs> He'll leave it for you by the door. Uh-huh. He'll open the door only a little bit. Yeah, and your dog might eat the secret message before you get it. It's a possibility. One click e- secret message sending. Thank you, Jeff Bezos. Amazon keys. That's <laughs> uh, basically the name of the service. I can't even make a joke about it. Thanks, sweet. John. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, I, Dan picked me up at the airport and said, want to be on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you like I, podcasts? I know you're always ready to be on a podcast. <laughs> as much as I like gladiator movies. <laughs> <laughs>